You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delaney Williams and I'm joined today by Maggie Bertram. Hey Maggie. Hey. Hey Maggie. I am excited to get to visit with you, talk with you on this podcast, this episode, and you're going to actually be joining us for the six sessions for Unit 19. So, you know, some of our listeners may have just caught that, that I said, this is six sessions. So, you know, we have units that range from three sessions all the way to six sessions. So this is one where we're going to have more sessions than some of our other units. So not only is this the beginning of a new unit, we're actually beginning a new volume. So we're going to be talking about these next 13 weeks, volume seven, from heaven to earth. And so we're going to be talking about the gospels. Just a reminder about this volume, the description is heaven met earth when Jesus came to dwell among his people. A humble birth brought us our savior and redeemer, fulfilled ancient prophecies and further displayed God's love to the world. Now talking about the new unit that we're, we're beginning, you know, Maggie, as we begin each unit, we also like to spend some time in the episode talking about the big picture question and answer and also the key passage. This episode may be a few minutes longer than the following episodes just to make sure that we get everyone all that information and that they're well prepared for this unit and teaching it to boys and girls. It'll be time well spent. Exactly. I love that perspective. <laughs> and so with this unit, this is unit 19 and it's preparing for ministry. Jesus, the long promised Messiah had finally arrived, but honestly in a rather unexpected way. From the start though, every detail of Jesus's life was to reveal in advance his mission of being the sacrifice for the sins of the world. And as we look at our big picture question and answer, Maggie, will you go ahead and say what the big picture question and answer is for younger preschool, older preschool, and kids? Yeah, so for younger and older preschool, the big picture question and answer is, what did Jesus do to save us? Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And then for kids, it's what did Jesus do to save us? Jesus lived a sinless life, died on the cross, and rose from the dead. That's great. Thank you so much. And as you mentioned, for younger preschool and older preschool, it's the same this unit. Now looking to our key passage, you'll notice our listeners, especially teachers of babies and toddlers and younger preschool, will remember that we do a phrase based on our key passage. So the key passage phrase for babies and toddlers and younger preschool is going to be the same this unit. And it's Jesus takes away the sin of the world. And that's found in John 1, 29. For older preschool and kids, it's also John 1, 29. But older preschool says, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then actually, kids... In the same says, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So again, older preschool and kids is going to be the same for this unit. 
You know, Maggie, as we were even talking in preparation to record this episode, we were talking about just some reminders for this key passage, some things to remember about just even the whole concept of sin. You know, the boys and girls that we teach, many times we assume that they know what sin is, that, you know, Mm -hmm. it it becomes that church word, I guess, if you will, you know, like, oh, we assume they know what it means and they know how to personalize it when in all reality, this is a great opportunity, this verse, when we talk about it each session, to remind boys and girls what sin is. Who sins? We all sin, right? And why sin separates us from God and how Jesus took away the sin of the world. And so I want to remind our teachers, you know, to help boys and girls know what sins are, even talk about you know, age-appropriate sins, what they are, so it can help them personalize that. And then helping them understand that sin is the words, thoughts, and actions that disobey God. Take every opportunity to help explain, to make sure that kids not only know it, to be able to say it, but they know it, understanding it, and they're able to apply it. That's our big picture question and answer and key passage that we wanted to mention for the unit. So now... Maggie, we're going to be able to focus on this session, Unit 19, Session 1, Jesus was born. We know that the story of Jesus being born is found in multiple places in the Gospels. So it's in Matthew 1, Luke 2, and John 1. This is an exciting, exciting session, right? So why don't you go ahead... It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's it's a pretty, pretty big deal. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and so this is one session that you want to make sure that you teach. I mean, all the sessions are great, but this one, you know, to be a priority. So Maggie, why don't you go ahead and talk about what the big idea for this session is? Yeah. So everyone needs Jesus because everyone sins. Sin came into the world when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and reject his words. All people continue to sin. Even when God gave his people his good commandments, they could never fully obey. But God had a plan. Even though people kept sinning and could not save themselves, he promised that a Savior would come to rescue them. Through the family of Abraham, God was working to send Jesus into the world so that all who believe in him will be saved. And our Christ connection for this session is the birth of Jesus was good news. Jesus was not an ordinary baby. He is God's son sent to earth from heaven Jesus, the promised Savior, came into the world to show us what God is like and to deliver us from sin and death. Great. Thank you so much for that reminder. And so that's good for us to remember and to have in our mind as we're preparing for this session. Now we'll go ahead and talk about some specific activities from our leader guides that may need a little extra prep time or either we have some special tips or instructions for them. So I'll go ahead and start with our preschool resources. And beginning with our babies and toddlers, there is an activity called Find the Animals. And just a reminder for our teachers to make sure to monitor the babies very closely whenever they pull the small toy animals out of the tin to make sure that they're not put into their mouths because we know as you work with babies and toddlers, They want to put almost everything in their mouth. And if they do, make sure you take them and disinfect them as well. Then moving along to our older preschool resource, there's an activity called story sequencing. 
So just one tip you may want to do for this activity is to print an extra copy of the story sequencing cards printable to create a matching game. And so that's one way that you could extend this activity as well. Then with preschool worship, I wanted to highlight something about our printables, which I, I just actually mentioned the story sequencing cards printable for the activity with older preschool. But with preschool worship, there's an activity called Key Passage Hunt. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity to remind our teachers where they can find printables. Because you know, Maggie, with all of our resources, we provide a variety of printables, every single unit, every single volume. And so whenever they see them in the supply list, we don't want to assume that everyone knows where to find them, right? Because <laughs> that can be very frustrating. So if you're new to teaching Gospel Project, or maybe you haven't heard an episode where we explain where they are, where the printables can be found, want to make sure that you know if you have the physical printed copies, you'll be able to find the printables on the file disk. And so that's where you can find the printables there, be able to print those out. Now, Maggie, we know we also have some churches that purchase it digitally. And so they may be thinking, I don't have a disk, where do I find it? They may use it on Ministry Grid. And so what it is, is that the admins can download the volume printables all together in the advanced planning tab on Ministry Grid, or the teachers can find any printables for each session in the weekly session files. Maggie, those were the preschool activities I wanted to highlight. Why don't you go ahead and talk about any activities we have for our kids this week? Yeah, well, that was a very timely reminder with the printables and such a good explanation. I want to point out for midweek specifically that we haven't had printables for a few volumes. So if you're not used to accessing printables for midweek, just know that you will be using those in a couple different activities in the group demo and then in the match true fasting activity for session one of this unit. So just make sure you take a little bit of time to um, find those. It's great. That's a good point, Maggie, to mention that that is something new. Like you said, that our leaders that use midweek may not be as familiar with as some of the other resources. So now, Maggie, let's go ahead and talk about what we're excited about for this session or maybe something that stands out to us about this session. Yeah, well, I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, it might seem a little bit odd to some teachers or even some kids to be focusing on the Christmas story, not at Christmas. But I love that kids are getting to see this really well-known Bible story within its timeline context. And I also think that when we teach expected stories in unexpected ways, so for example, the Christmas story, but not in December, I think it helps us notice details that we might otherwise pass over. And so just make sure that you're giving kids a chance to hear the story that they've heard many times before, probably, if they've spent a lot of time in the church, but giving them a chance to hear it in a new way, in a unique way. I love that. That's such a great perspective. And especially how you were saying that many times when it's maybe not when we're expecting to hear it, it helps us see it in a different light and appreciate things about it that maybe are overlooked, unfortunately, you know, during other times. And, you know, as we think about this story, too, I think about sometimes we also forget about all the different people 
that are in this story. And as we were preparing, we were talking about this, I think about the shepherds. You know, when you look at it by the world standards, the shepherds weren't important people, you know, like kings or all that. I mean, they, they were ordinary people. And they weren't considered, you know, necessarily maybe high up by their leaders and all. But when you look at it, is God saw them as important. You know, he told them about Jesus's birth. And the shepherds were used in a big way by God in this story. Is So we hear about it. And, and then just to think about how they were ordinary people. Just ordinary people like you and me, Maggie. You know, and that God chose to tell them the good news. And it reminds me that the good news is for everyone. God wants everyone to know the good news. No matter how many times we hear the story, the story never gets old. The Savior, the Messiah, is born. And so that's something that I'm excited about. And like you said, just trying to even see as a teacher, something unique about the story that maybe a perspective I hadn't seen before or thought of, like the shepherds. So I want to encourage our teachers, especially like you were saying, Maggie, teaching it during not the traditional time of year we teach this, not in December, to think about it. Ask the Lord to speak to you in a fresh way to see something about the story that you haven't seen before. And to to have that insight. And so I'm excited to hear how God uses this story for his glory as teachers teach it during the session. So Maggie, I want to thank you for being a part of this episode and look forward to having you on future episodes for this unit. And for our listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.